and welcome to the Mustard Seed Moments podcast. My name is Alora Drake. This is a podcast all about faith. So whether you need some encouragement today, you're looking for a little bit of hope, or just want to be reminded about the truth and character of who God really is, well then this podcast is for you. In these episodes, we take some time to say a prayer, open God's word, and talk about encouraging truths and uplifting stories. It is my prayer that this time will infuse a little bit of hope into your week. Do you ever doubt God? Have questions or fears that weigh on you? It can be really hard to deal with our doubt because so often we don't even want to acknowledge that it's there. So what does Jesus do with our doubt and how does he handle it? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's dive in. Let's open with prayer. Father, as we come to you today with the topic of doubts on our mind, God, we all wrestle with doubts at different times and in different seasons and in different ways. And while doubt can make us all feel like it's such a scary thing to bring to you, you actually want us to reach out to you when we are divided by our doubt, when we are crushed by our fear. Lord, you are a good and loving God, and you want to put those fears and those doubts at rest. And when we are distracted and weighed down by our doubts, when we call to you, you are faithful to come to our rescue, to answer us, and to show us who you are, to remind us of your character, and to give us peace that only you give, God. I just pray that you bless this time together and that we find peace through your word and learn more about who you are today. In your name, amen. Okay, friends, so today we're talking about doubt and how when doubt rises up and divides our heart, Christ is still with us, ready to immediately reach out when we call. I wanted us to talk about doubt because I feel like doubt is sort of one of those taboo topics. Like, you don't want to doubt God and we shouldn't have, you know, doubts and that's a bad thing. And so I wanted to dive into that a little bit more and see what the Bible tells us about doubt and see what other biblical examples that God has given us of when his followers have doubted and his response to them. So I want to dive into Matthew chapter 14 verses 22 through 33. And this is what the word says. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat, by this time, was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night he came to them, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It's a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and, and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. 
Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got in the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. This is the word of the Lord. Okay, so there are so many good things in that verse and in that story. And you've probably, if you've been in the church for any length of time, I'm sure you've heard that story before. I think even people people who don't know who Jesus is knows, oh yeah, the story of Jesus walking on water. People make jokes about that all the time. Well, Jesus walking on water and then Peter. But you know what I mean. So, but this is like a well-known story. But there's a lot of really cool things in this that I feel like well-known stories in the Bible sometimes get, like, flushed over quickly. Like, we don't dive into them in the right way because this is a story I heard when I was a kid. And so, like, oh, I know it. I know it. I don't really need to, like, look into it any further. But that's such a bad mentality. And I had so much fun diving into this piece and learning more about all the really cool little pieces of it. So... In doing some more research on it, some interesting parts to note is Jesus was going off by himself to pray before they get into the boat. So prior to this, if you're reading contextually and um, reading previous chapters, Jesus had just learned about um, John's beheading. So he was really upset and needed to go spend some time with his father and pray. And so that's why he was away praying and then had the disciples get into the boat. And it's also good to know that the Sea of Galilee was spatially like where it existed. Just um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, geographically. There we go. Geographically, it was kind of known to have like quick onset storms like this because of how it lays in between mountains so it was known to kind of have these like quick onsets of storms that would pull a boat out into the middle of the sea so that's important to know and then the other fun thing that I found looking up is the fourth watch of the night I know it probably doesn't like make that big of a difference to that many people but it was fun to know and like look up that is between 3 and 6 a.m the fourth watch of the night so it's almost morning time actually and but one of the big things that or the three big things that I really took out of this from reading this that we'll talk over is Jesus came to them in their trouble. They were in the boat and floated out into trouble into the middle of the sea, and Jesus came to them before they even started calling out for him. He just came to them. And I just love that piece of it. When I read that again a little bit more, I... Because that's easy to read through, you know. And the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But he came to them. And when the disciples saw him, they were afraid and thought it was a ghost. It's the middle of the night. At 3 a.m., that's probably what I'd be thinking, too. Probably be terrified to just see some being walking across the sea. And why would you just assume that that's Jesus? But immediately, he spoke to them and said, Take heart and do not be afraid. And so Peter, being very Peter in this moment, is like, oh, okay, well, if it is you, God. And I like that he even says, if it is you. There's already a little bit of doubt in Peter's heart. Like, he just said, take heart, it's me, don't be afraid. 
And instead of necessarily fully believing that, he says, if it is you, command, command me to come out on the water. And so he said, come. And Peter was able to get out of the boat and walk on water towards Jesus. But when the wind, when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And I think that that is so true to how we are in getting distracted by our circumstances and we lose God inside of them. We have these little doubts in our hearts that can just sit there and when we step out in faith or when we are trying to walk even in our daily life and do our best to put our faith and trust in God, when we harbor these little bits of doubt, it doesn't take that many distractions to pull us away from God. It doesn't take that strong of a wind to look around and be like, oh gosh, I'm sinking. I, I had this doubt. If it is you, if you really are going to see me through this, is this really going to turn out okay? When we see anything that feels like it's not going to be okay, even though Peter was literally already walking on the water, seeing the wind and the waves, he started to sink because he lost sight of who he was supposed to be looking at. But this is a great but. When he started to sink, he cried, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand. He didn't chastise him. He didn't shake his head. He immediately reached out his hand, took hold of him and saying, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And I just, so why do we doubt when he asks that question? Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? I think it's so easy for us to not confront our doubts, to just let them sort of linger and to not give them over to God fully and trust him with them. But I love that even when we do doubt, and this is what I feel like I got out of this message, was he knew Peter's heart already, and he knew that Peter would look to the wind and the waves. And he was faithful to save him and then loving enough to say, why did you doubt me? He reaches down and reaches out to us even when we doubt. He doesn't leave us where we are. He never leaves us or forsakes us. That's a promise that we can literally hold on to at all times. But he's also loving enough to ask that question and say, why did you doubt me? He doesn't want us to live with doubt. Doubt is being divided into, and that's just such a, that is such an uncomfortable way to live. And one of the commentaries I was reading um, said this, it was not the wind, it was not the waves or the wind that threatened his life, but his lack of faith. Even little faith does great things. And even little faith is safe because Jesus is near. And I really liked that, that it's not usually the things that we give credit to. It's not usually the thing that we're doubting and afraid of that is actually what is putting us at risk. It's our lack of faith that puts us at risk. And that's why Jesus is loving enough to not only save us from ourselves and the, the situations we put ourselves into, 
but he's loving enough to say, why do you doubt me? Do you not know like that I love you, that I'm going to be there for you? And um, it was Charles Spurgeon who um, said this quote that I just really loved. And it says, if it is right to trust God at all, why not trust him altogether? And that just was some interesting food for thought for me. Because I think with doubt and being divided into when you can sometimes thinking about something logically is really what I need to be like set straight about something. Um, And I think people often forget that when it comes to faith, and I know I talked about this a little bit in my episode on trust, but it's not blind. It's not lacking in reason. A lot of times God uses reason within his word to show us who he is. He reason everything he's created. Reason is something he's created. So he uses that for us. And since I tend to be a little bit more medically minded, reason is something that is easier for me. So when I read that through and thought if if it is right to trust God at all, why not trust him altogether? And that whole concept of doubt dividing us in two, whereas true faith is single-mindedly fixed on Christ. If you can trust God with your salvation, if you can trust God with even one thing, then you can trust him with everything. And especially when we're talking about our salvation. And I think it was Tim Keller who said in one of his sermons one time, if Jesus died to save your life, do you think he will begrudge you like the little things in it? And I just thought that was such a good reminder. I think it's easy to like downplay the significance of our salvation and the depth of that and lose sight of that amid everything else. But Jesus literally died to save us, like literally died to have a relationship with us. And that kind of love is so amazing. And so I just hope that this could be an encouragement for you today. If you're sitting in a place of doubt, I can resonate with that. I frequently find myself looking for ways to prove my doubt right. And that is something that I need to actively start working on. And so when I read this story today, I just thought, that this would be a good one to share with you guys, that when you are in times of trouble, when you have doubts sitting in your heart, Jesus comes to us in those moments. He is present with us. And when we cry out to him, he is faithful to respond to us. He is faithful to be there. He is already there. And all we have to do is ask. I wanted to close our time today with John chapter 14, verse 1 when Jesus is getting ready to ascend back to heaven and leaving his disciples and knowing that they're still struggling with doubt and troubled hearts. And this is what he says. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. This is the word of the Lord. Go in peace. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that this small moment of talking over our doubts and fears and how Jesus is still so loving and gracious even when we're doubting has been an encouragement for you guys today. My goal is always to ground you in your faith and give you some encouragement and hope for your week. I know God can do big, amazing things even with these small little moments. 
You can find me on Instagram at Mustard Seed Podcast. I post on there regularly about the weekly episodes as well as favorite things of mine, podcasts, other podcasts I like, and devotions and resources, books, whatever. Um, and feel free to reach out with comments, questions, concerns. Um, if there's any content you'd like me to touch on, you're welcome to reach out to me on there. I'd love to hear from you guys. And I just want to leave you today with this C.S. Lewis quote that I felt like was just super encouraging. Faith is the art of holding on to things your reason has once accepted in spite of your changing moods. I hope you guys have a blessed week. I'll see you next time.